Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So welcome to my podcast. It's Bilal here, way more customers. So on today's episode, it's a very special episode. We have one of my friends, Rico. Uh, he's a, a personal trainer and I brought him on the show because he's really good at what he does. And I think it will be very useful for you guys for hearing, um, you know, just a different angle of, uh, you know, uh, this podcast. So uh, the first thing I want to do is, uh, you know, thank you, Rico, for coming onto the show. Sure. No problem. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know, first we'll start off just by introducing you to the audience. So, yeah, just like, uh, you know, uh, where are you from and like uh, currently what are you doing in in fitness? So, uh, well, my name is Rico Vanaz, as you have heard. I'm 29 years old. I'm a dad. I am a natural bodybuilder for 14 years now and always involved with sports and stuff like that always involved with finding new stuff in terms of entrepreneurships trying new things you know um yeah that so that was a it's an interesting life to me it is a hectic life also but i love it every single bit of it so the bodybuilding stuff you know the it started all when i was 15 15 and a half years um like I said, it, it, it came out of desperation, sort of. And the reason being because I was involved in martial arts. That was the first type of sport I was practicing at the age of six and seven. And at the age of 11, I uh, was getting my black belt. And I was also doing soccer, you know. And whenever I had my black belt in Taekwondo, I was stopping it because I wanted to get you know, I wanted to try different stuff. So I was doing kickboxing and soccer. Then I quit at the age of 15. I quit all sports. Um, and I did nothing for six months. And then it wasn't feeling right for me because the sports was inside me. I, you know, I always was involved with sports. I love it. I love competition. I love all that stuff. And then, but during, in the previous years though, leading up to the 15 years old doing no sports, I was also going with my dad to the gym to see him worked out and practicing martial arts and stuff. And I was drinking shakes, you know, with him because I loved them. And um, he was showing me a movie of Pumping Iron, the first movie of bodybuilding, which is with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I thought, hey, I'm not doing something. I do nothing for six months now. Let's get into the gym. Let's get started, okay? So I started to lift weights. And man, the first time it was like shocking because, you know, all the blood flow was getting inside the muscles. I saw all the veins I have. Um, I, it, you have to see it like this in my, in my genetics and stuff like that with my mother. She's Asian and my dad is very big, like Dutch and German. And that combination was perfect uh, because you saw all the veins and I, I quickly blew up, you know, inside the gym. So I, I thought it was freaking amazing. And I was doing my first show at 17 years old. But oh I didn't, God, wow. yeah, man. But I didn't do anything. Uh, I didn't know anything in terms of anabolic steroids and doping because I was young, you know? So whenever I was going to the gym, before I was doing the first show, so between 15 and a half years and 17 years, I was going to the gym. I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger. I saw Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, you know, and I was looking, wow, I want to become like these guys. They are looking amazing. 
you know, without knowing that there was even things involved like doping and steroids. Then I did the first show. Then someone came to me and said, Rico, if you want to become like those people, you have to use stuff. And I was like, whoa, what? What, what do you mean? Well, they use steroids. They will use, you know, these things to get bigger than they eventually can naturally. And I, well, it was just blowing my mind. You know, I was a little bit left in the dark with someone saying that to me because I looked up to those guys. Yeah. So, but I always had one icon throughout my whole life, which is Bruce Lee. You know, because this was the connection with martial arts. I like Bruce Lee as well, man. He's a amazing. He, he's freaking amazing, you know. Not only his personality, but persistence and everything he does. Yeah. But, but that being said, I knew from the movies from Bruce Lee that he was muscular as well. And I would know for 100% sure that he was not involved with anabolic steroids and doping to get muscular in the first place. So I knew already that it was possible to build muscles naturally. Yeah. That was the way to go, yeah. you know? And I would never touch such a thing to, to go beyond my natural, natural capabilities because I am cheating to myself. And I've never been a person to cheat other persons, you know, and myself because I know it's, it's, it's not going to bring you anything, right? That's awesome, man. Like, you know, I know so many people like, uh, you know, who work out and always taking stuff and stuff. Uh, but like, yeah, I really appreciate when, you know, when you can do stuff naturally and, and that's like personally me too. Like I don't want to take anything and I don't think it's correct. Um, you know, absolutely. You, know, you never know like all the side effects that it has onto your body, but I just prefer like having a lifestyle that's more natural. It, I just feel like it's, it's better for people. And I think it's yeah. healthier. So it's the same, it's the same, it's the same thing. Sorry for interrupting, but it's the same thing nowadays with business and entrepreneurs. They think there is a, a get rich quick scheme and that's the same with bodybuilding because they think huh you know i take that stuff and i'm muscular within three six months okay but you know you're getting nowhere it's it's what i call it's a hired suit when you that you're putting on when you take steroids and doping it's not from yourself it's hired you're renting it because eventually right. when you stop it's gone right, right? so yeah that 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 was my, my, my first encounter with, with uh, doing it naturally. Okay. And then I was uh, becoming a European champion and all that stuff inside natural bodybuilding organizations. So they were tested. So and even though, yeah. When you say natural, like, like, like some people might not understand what that means. So when you say natural bodybuilding, like what's your weight and like, what are you competing against? And like, what's, what's the competition about? Like, what, what is the goal that you're supposed to be winning or becoming a champion of? Well, the thing is, uh, first of all, natural bodybuilding is using or doing bodybuilding, growing muscles, show them off on stage eventually in a, a uh, in a, in a short, very tiny pant, <laughs> <laughs> tiny short, um, but, uh, but doing it in a way which is purely created by nature itself. Okay. So it does, it, does, it does mean that you are not taking any enhanced products, steroids, doping, you know, that, that, um, that, let you, that lets you perform uh, on a way that is beyond capabilities of the natural body or your genes, if you will. Yeah. 
So on the bodybuilding show, what they do is they just judge you with a lineup with all the people next to you and they, they see who looks the most shredded. So that means that you need to uh, lose weight, lose body fat to get all the toning from the muscles, you know, to get all the separations and the crazy striations in the muscles to be seen under the light. And that's how they judge. So they're not only judging how big you are, they're judging how, uh, how low of body fat you have, your presentation, you know, your presentation skills. Um, and all that comes together. How, how low can a body fat can humanly, can, how low can it get? It can get as low as 3 to 4%. And I've seen a lot of bodybuilders talk about, yeah, I got 2% body fat. It isn't possible. And the reason being, your body only has 3% body fat minimum to need to survive. And that's around the organs. And if you're going to lose that body fat, you know, you're going to die. So there is no such thing getting lower than a 3% body fat. But that's still amazing. Like even like three, four percent. Like you know, that just, it's so hard to to get to even that you know percentage. It is hard work, right? It is it is hard work because it it, it requires a lot of um, uh, tough times. You know, because you need to push through. You need to go to the gym even though your energy levels are pretty low, and your hormones are actually telling you the body from telling you that you need to take rest. Okay, because your body is in a survival mode. It doesn't want to expend energy as much as possible. So it puts you in a lazy state. So it plays with your mind and you have to be very clear and motivated by yourself to push through that to get to that particular level of leanness. Okay, there's a lot of people who do bodybuilding that are not 4% body fat. Although they want to do a show, but... If you are in to win the game, you need to get to that level, and that's 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 hard. That's hard. Okay, so yeah, I can I can see this is extremely hard, you know. And you said you need a lot of motivation. So, like, what is your motivation? You know, because you're you're feeling lazy or you're feeling a lack of energy. Like, what is your motivation? What yeah. pushes you to get through this, you know, state? Uh, and also, how long is this for? How are you how long are you preparing for this? Um, okay, let me start with saying normally people think that a preparation, and uh, most of the guys do it like this, in, in the enhanced world as well as in the, uh, not, uh, in the natural world, um, they think it is like three months. But the people are forcing their, their body to lose all the body fat. But because they are doing it yeah. so fast, what's going to happen is eventually they're not going to maintain many muscle. They're going to burn that away as well. So my prep takes at least six months. And because the reason being is the slower you lose body fat, the more you're able to sustain the muscles because you have enough food inside the body to have performance optimal inside the gym. And performance in the gym is important to, to stick to the muscles you have gained along the way. So this is, this is the reason why I do six months at least for contest preparation. Okay, so um, for just content, uh, contest preparation, but does that mean you can lack in the other six months or you still need to be like working out and like 
Um, oh, it's a consistent job. And that comes to the question you just asked, what, motiva what motivates you? And that's an important question and the reason being why. The reason why I'm doing bodybuilding for 14 years is because of certain events happened in my life. And these events, um, how should I explain it? Let me, let me, I, when I was young, I had certain things that I did and I needed to, uh, to get to the police and stuff, you know, I was, um, I was, I needed to do those jobs, you know, when you get a penalty and you need to do a certain amount of hours of work to uh, make up for the, for the, the bad decision you made in your life. Whenever I was doing that, I was, uh, I needed to fulfill two weeks of work, free labor inside a house where older people getting together when they're, they're in the end of their life. I don't know how you call that. It's like a saving, safekeeping house where, where they take care of all the old people. Yeah, the elderly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the elderly, exactly. Um, but I needed to, to do the work there for two weeks. And then I saw people sitting there already by the age of 50 years old. And these people weren't able to walk, talk, recognize, or whatever. They were totally done. And I said to myself, I am doing this sport of fitness just, just I, I did fitness just about a couple of months then. And I said to myself, I want to make sure that I want to be strong my whole life. And I want to make sure that whenever I have children and those children get children, I want to have good times with them whenever I'm old, play soccer with them, sustain myself, feeling strong, you know. And this was the aha moment for me. And that's my motivation for keeping in this game of, of fitness and, you know, building muscles because it sustains your life. And that's motivation. That's the part that keeps me inside the business, inside the world of lifting weights, staying strong while getting older, you know, and compare that with someone who comes in and says to me, yeah, I'm doing it to, to, uh, to uh, impress on the girls. Well, guess what? In about 15 years, I'm still in the game and he is out in about one year. You see what I'm talking here? Right. You're, you're here for the long term, you know, and exactly, uh, exactly. So, so by working here for two weeks, you're saying it gave you that, that uh, long term vision, you know, it, it gave you like that fear that if you had a child, like you wouldn't be able to be, you know, as close to them if you weren't as healthy. Absolutely. And you know, is that, something you, is that something you think about like every day, like every time you go work out and you're like, okay, I need to be healthy. You know, it's for my kids. No, it's the, the, the seed was planted back then. Okay. And you know, it was, it, it was so obvious for me that I needed to do this thing. And you know, that, that was enough for me just to, to keep doing what I'm doing. And then I became uh, involved with in the natural bodybuilding competitions. Okay. So then there was another motivation coming and that was to teach and, and show the people that it is possible to build muscle naturally because I've done it. Right. So I wanted to be an inspiration for all these young guys that I saw around me taking all the drugs whenever they didn't even have the experience. 
they were taking drugs already, the doping and the steroids. I was, why? So that's also another motivation for me. And that, that one I'm thinking about every single day that I need to help the younger guys out there that yeah. you don't need to take all that stuff. Yeah. Learn, get knowledge, know what you do. And then eventually it will, you don't need it. You will see it. Right. So, um, like, uh, I wanted to ask, like, you know, a lot of people work out, but you know, they don't work out to that extreme, you know, uh, like I was telling you earlier, you know, you look really good without a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of people want to look like that, you know, a lot of people want to have those like cut abs and like, you know, like those biceps popping out. Um, yeah. so, I mean, how does someone get, come to like, uh, just a, a regular workout to like, you know, a, a fitness model, you know, to like really like get that aesthetics, like. How did you tell yourself that you're not going to just like have like an average body, but you're going to have a really like unique and extremely good looking body? To be honest, my man, and uh, it's not to disappoint any of your listeners and watchers. The world of bodybuilding has a lot to do with 50% genetics and 50% hard work. Although with hard work, you can come a very far away but it's still 50% of genetics. And someone who comes in with the perfect genetics will always look better, bigger, leaner, stronger, whatever there is. So this is the thing about bodybuilding that is a little bit unfair that you can be born with a genetic potential different than another person. But get to a body you want. So I always encourage people, don't look to other people, look to yourself find your intent in terms of find your intent you know why are you doing this i'm doing this for myself then i don't have to compare myself how i want to look i just make sure that i'm putting in the work and eventually that shows what whatever i put inside the gym i get a athletic physique that's it you know and and it shouldn't be about who's the biggest who's the strongest yeah. It should be about yourself, yeah. yourself being healthy. And that's number one priority. Does it feel good when you look in the mirror? It does feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and like, do you look at yourself like in the mirror, like, you know, every day just to, as, as a motivation or you, you just look at it, just say, you know, like I look where I was and like, I've, I'm, I've come up to this point. Um, to be honest, I'm not looking to myself, you know, as a motivation at all. Yeah. But I always keeping, you know, I keeping track of all the metrics. So I make sure that I'm making progress. Okay. Of course, whenever I'm contest lean, ripped, ripped, totally ripped. Yeah. I look every day in the mirror, every single day. And, and just because you're going to see sick very sick things you know the veins the, the striations and you think like wow this is crazy <laughs> right but when you're off season higher body fat well there's nothing motivational about looking in your in the mirror to yourself believe yeah. it or not yeah. you know so um yeah man uh i'm pretty sure you know it feels really good um uh you know, looking at yourself, you know, you, you reached a very like high extreme level uh, of being, you know, in a really good state. Um, like, were you like in really bad shape before you got into the bodybuilding? No, not at all. I was always athletic, always involved in sports because of the martial arts. I had a foundation already. Yeah. I actually had a body like that one of Bruce Lee, you know, and when I touched weights, 
it started to grow. Okay. So you were you know, very skinny. Sorry? You were very skinny. Um, yeah, I was. Actually, I was. I was athletic. Not, not, nah, yeah, I actually was skinny. But okay. athletic skinny. Okay. <laughs> How you know? much was your weight? I think it was like uh, 61 kilos, 60 kilos, 61 kilos. Well, before I started even with, with, with uh, weightlifting. And in 2015, my last competition that I also made a documentary of, you can watch it on YouTube. It's called I Am Natural Bodybuilder. It's got 1.2 million views. It's freaking amazing. Look it. Look at it. It's going to be inspiration for all you guys. But the weight that I hit in 2015 was 67 and a half kilograms. So it just went from 60 to 61 kilos, no muscle to 67 and a half kilos, totally ripped and with muscles. Okay. So a lot of people think, Hey, I need to pack on 20 kilograms of muscle, you know, this and that that's nonsense. It's, it's bull crap. That's not the reality. Yeah. And that's also the reason why a lot of people say to me, yeah, you are not natural. What is your weight? Well, 67 and a half kilos whenever I'm stage ready. What? I was thinking you were like 90 kilograms. I said, no, 67 and a half. <laughs> you know? And now they are starting to believe. Think, oh, shit, damn. That's crazy. It only took me six and a half kilos to change my body completely. Wow. So uh, for some of the listeners here, like, you know, you said kilos. So um, I just calculated in pounds. So it's 135 pounds to 150 pounds. Exactly. So, so that's pretty amazing. And you're saying like when you're on your stage, all these people like they don't have like they have very low body fat. Right. So that's all muscle. Right. That's correct. Yeah. That, that's 4% body fat. is like nothing. It's like nothing. Crazy, man. Um, yeah. Man. When you got into bodybuilding, did you have um, did you have a, a child? No, no, my child is like one and a half years old. It's okay. my first one. Okay. So, uh, you know, it, uh, no, no, I was uh, a clean slate. <laughs> uh, no, and nothing was uh, involving uh, anything, you know. But now I experience for the first time how it is. Yeah. And this is the first time that I do a competition while having also a wife and a child. Okay. So that's, that's a different uh, experience for me. And uh, yeah. You know, but always learning new things. We will see what happens. Yeah. So, um, you know, that inter that uh, video you were talking about just earlier about the 1.2 million views. I'm not yeah. a bodybuilder. So I did, I did watch it and it was pretty like nice, you know, like, uh, you know, showed your journey and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I invite everyone to look at it. Uh, Absolutely. You know what? When I saw that video, you know, I was very sad, you know, because I don't want to ruin it for the people who are going to watch it, but I was just, it was just very sad, you know, and it was just nice of you, how you reacted, you know, like, like things didn't turn out the way you planned and, you know, and that's life, right? It happens. We, we, we do get that. And then just the way you reacted, you know, like it was kind of like, like you were, you were so humble about it, you know, you accepted it and then you just like, okay, you're going to, you're going to move on. Yeah. The crazy thing was because that's me standing outside whenever I was done with the show I remember that's the day of the, as, as it was happening now. And the, the crazy part of that is what you're talking about is I was actually pretty, pretty, uh, pretty sad about it. You know, that I, I even didn't make a place in the top five. And I was really thinking, man, I'm top five. You know, I rocked it, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't happen. 
So outside in the in a particular documentary, you will see that I'm pretty sad, but then boom, something clicks in my head and I'm thinking about, hey, well, you know, I can think it like this way or I can think of it of a different way. You know, you should enjoy the journey instead of the outcome of, of what happened on stage. So that, that shift is pretty interesting to see, you know, and I think that is something that you, that you were talking about now. Yeah, exactly. And th- yeah. that shift, you know, it's not very easy for people to accept, right? Because a-, a loss is like sometimes when people lose, they get paralyzed, right? Like they never move forward. And we see that in business, right? Whenever we're doing something for the first time and it doesn't work out, like, you know, we we're like we think like, you know, we're not good at this, so we shouldn't be doing this, you know, and we stop. Like, where did you get that mind shift, you know? Uh, like, I'm pretty sure you learned it from somewhere or, or actually explain how you had that in your mind that you're able to accept that loss and still move on and still look forward for the next time. Just take a break. That's it. Just take a few seconds to internalize. Because oftentimes we are looking for results. We are looking for instant gratification. But... Whenever you're not taking the time to internalize whatever is happening, you cannot, you cannot react on, 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 on that thing that you are trying to change or trying to see. So internalizing is the first step. Just taking a break, honestly, taking five to 10 seconds, really internalize, think about it. Okay, I lost. Is it really the end of my life? No. What can I do? Keep going? Yes. Okay. But a lot of people don't take the time to internalize. They direct, they, 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 they react directly. You know, just take a break. Think about it. Ah, it's not the end of the world. Okay, let's go on. That's amazing, it. Amazing, man. That's amazing advice, man. Uh, honestly, I, I, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people need this, you know? Like, like I was sure. mentioning earlier, you know, we, we get a loss. And then for us, it's the end, you know? And we completely change directions but you know when we see that reaction for you like in that video like it's such a long video and then just to see that one small moment of you just changing and reflecting it's it was amazing watching that man yeah you know and the thing is it it it, it because of the current youtube videos and facebook videos you know you see all these motivational videos and it is it, it has been made such a big thing while it is so easy to do just take a break and internalize. That's it. It's not rocket science. It's not woo-woo. It's just, boom, take a break, short right. break. Think, think clear with your head. You know, not with your emotion, think with your head. And then it's, it's, it's okay. That's it. Right, man. That was great advice, man. Thanks for that. Sure, no um, problem. So, like, uh, currently, um, like, what business are you in? So, currently, I'm having an own clothing brand. Okay. Um, also doing, uh, for six years, doing online coaching. Okay. Because of the natural bodybuilding documentary that I made, I was getting a lot of attention and eventually people started to ask me if I could coach them. I do this worldwide. So I have clients all over the world. Yeah. It was amazing because the impact of that documentary, you know, it was worldwide. And um, having all the people sign up with me to have my help and my advice uh, is amazing. I am very blessed with that, you know, and uh, grateful for that experience as of today still. And I also have a clothing brand that was kind of a hobby that went into a direction that I couldn't return. Okay. So I started something that I went too far inside 
And then I couldn't quit it because there was so much money involved in that particular project that I couldn't say, okay, stop. That wasn't possible. But whenever I do things, no matter what it is, I want to do it with perfection. And that's sometimes my problem, but it is also a perk because you see the small details of everything. So I started out this particular luxury brand and I was thinking, okay, I, I, at first I wanted to make a fitness clothing line like Gymshark and all that stuff, like uh, not, not very um, luxury, but just normal. And then I was visiting Portugal for manufacturers and inside the manufacturers, in front of my eyes, clothing was made for the brands like Burberry, Givenchy, Balmain, Dolce & Cabana, all, that, all the big guys. And I was like, wow, I'm standing inside a factory who is making all this stuff. How, so I was like, okay. I, eh? how, did you get, how did you get access to a factory like that? So the thing is, you have to know your resources and where to get them from. Yeah. So what I did, there was one thing that I learned from, from, from college or from, uh, from university. And I did an I did a entrepreneurial education. Yeah. I didn't finish it though, so I dropped out. But the one advice I got, whenever you have all these embassies from your country inside other countries, and these embassies work for you, for you as a citizen of your own country, and people don't know that. So whenever you're asking your embassy inside a particular country for advice, they will help you for free. So whenever I contacted the, the, the Dutch embassy in Portugal, I said to them, hey, listen, I'm searching for clothing uh, manufacturers. Can you send me a list of all these manufacturers? Yes, sure, no problem. Oh, wow. within, a week, within a week, I had the top tier manufacturers of Portugal. Boom, that's it. I went to Portugal, visited all the addresses. That's it. You know, amazing. amazing. That wow, that's amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, so that was crazy, crazy. Uh, but yeah, just to cut short, I have this clothing brand uh, yeah. sold retail. I'm now getting away from the retail stores. I'm getting online 100% because it's yeah. gonna get more profit. Yeah. Um, also, um, I am just starting out with. Uh, social media marketing because marketing was always in my interest. Yeah. Whenever I was in school, the only thing that interested me was marketing, you okay. know, and I see now this new wave of entrepreneurs, social media marketing. And I honestly believe it's going to be a big thing because all the companies still need advice on how to do this because we are the new generation. Right. So let's go one thing at a time so let's start off with uh, like uh, you know you, you like talking about the clothing brand so just to give an idea like how well are you doing with this brand like is it enough for you to have like a full-time income absolutely not if you're gonna do clothing yeah you're gonna invest so much that in the first three four five years you're not gonna see any any of it in your own pocket other than the business itself and that's the deal with clothing. You need to have a long breath. You have, need to have deep pockets. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, and uh, so it's actually bringing me zero inside my own pocket, but it is repaying all the bills from the company. 
So all the money gets in, yeah. it gets reinvested and stuff like that to grow a little by little, but nothing and nothing with salaries and stuff like that. None at all. Do you have any employees or do you have like a team? I had employees, but now I'm doing everything on my own. Okay. Uh, because uh, I was involved with friends and I shared my ID with them and they, uh, they get all hyped up. You know, yeah, we're going to do it and uh, let's do it together, blah, blah, blah. But eventually they slacked off. So that's also a big advice to all you guys. Whenever you work with friends, make contracts. And actually the best advice I can give, don't start with friends, honestly. Don't start with friends, start a business and stuff like that because there are going to be problems. And if you are not keeping it professionally, it's going to break. It's going to break. So eventually all my friendships I lost through business on divorce. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn. But every single time, again, I try it, it's not going to work out. So work yeah. with someone who, who you, you, you know, but is not your best friend. Yeah. So you're more comfortable of doing stuff on your own now and, and take a risk rather than like costing you relationships with your friends. Absolutely. Because now if I make a mistake, the only one I can point out to <laughs> sitting here is myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, so, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hope it, that business goes well. So, um, what about your online business? Is that the one that's the, the, the one that's giving you the most income? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. I'm also doing already social media marketing for my dad's company. Okay. That's company is a security company. So uh, it involves with private security, you know, uh, very important people to be protected. People who go to the club, the bouncers, how you call them. I don't know how you people call this people. Uh, yeah, pretty much that kind of business. I'm doing uh, social media marketing for them. Yeah. And uh, so there's also uh, income for me, online coaching income for me. I'm busy with an online course for natural bodybuilding. So that's going to be another stream of income. Yeah. You know, so I'm always adding, searching to new things and stuff like that. That's, that's the way, that's the way it is, man. Okay. So um, what would you say is your highest, like, or your best uh, source of income currently? It is from the online coaching. Okay. And for like, for example, people that are trying to become online coaching uh, or trying to do online coaching, like, do you have advice for them? Absolutely. Know your stuff. Yeah. Because everybody nowadays becomes an online coach. Whenever someone hit just one day of dumbbells inside the gym, inside the gym they're already becoming an online coach. Or they did one show, they are becoming an online coach. Everybody is getting a coach. Yeah. But honestly, if you're going to be a coach, make sure you know your stuff. Yeah. Make sure you're following the scientific world so you have a scientific approach to it because these, these theories are all tested out and it's for the sake of the health of humans. So you, need to, you really need to know your stuff and provide the best help you can. Instead of coaching people following plans because that's what a lot of coaches do. They send you a plan, a training plan and a, and a nutrition plan and this is what you got to do. That's it follow it what you should be doing what you should be doing is educating them during the process 
Okay. That's, so that's what a coach needs to do. Yeah. So what you, you, what you're currently doing is like, you're actually giving them advice, like on a weekly basis, what they should be doing, what they should. Yes. Okay. So to give you, to give you an idea what it normally looks like when people work with coaches, yeah, they just give you a plan, training plan, nutrition plan to follow for one month or two months. And then after one or two months, the coach comes in and checks out the numbers, but the body eventually changes a lot, you know, because the one day or one week you're feeling great. And the other week, there's a lot of situations going on in your private life and influencing the diet and the training. So if your coach is not checking up on that because he's checking next month or in about two months, you're going to miss a lot of data points. I'm big on collecting data because it tells me everything. Okay. You know? So what I do, I check on my clients every single Sunday. So as of today, I'm getting all these clients reports. They fill in all the data for me, the Excel spreadsheets, the training numbers, the weight, the, the, the body weight, everything they did that I can manage and see that I'm collecting. And based on that, every single week, I'm programming their training. Yeah. So by the way, how many clients do you have? Like, that seems like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is. It is. Currently, I'm between 25 and 30 clients. That's actually the maximum that I would ever be doing. And the reason yeah. being, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And it takes a lot of attention to those people, you know. But I can, therefore, that's why the reason why I'm making the course so people can learn it by themselves. Yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, eventually I have people who, who, who are doing contest preparation. That's a whole different story because that takes twice, three times more time for me okay. than people who just want to lose weight or gain muscle. Right. Um, so that's the, the maximum I would, I would go. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's a lot of detail, man. And like, you know, just like the weights and then the days of workout, the routines, everything, all the nutrition. Like doing that for 30 people, that's a lot of work, man. And just, uh, it's impressive, you know, how well you can maintain that. Yes, yes. But I've aut uh, automated the process because all the data is being collected from the people I work with. The only thing I need to provide are the sheets that are constructed well. So whenever there's someone checks in, I see all the data points and I quickly scan through those points and see directly, boom, this is what he needs to change. This is what he needs to do. So I automated my sheets yeah, and they have to, to do all the work. And I, I only have to read those things, do the, do the program for the training and that's it. Right. So when you're doing this, like, do you feel like this, like as a job or do you actually feel like, you know, you're, you're making a difference in people's lives. That's why you're continuing to, to do this. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the whole purpose of it. Whole purpose. Eh? And I think that, I think when you mix that with business, like, like business just becomes easier you know it's not like it's not like a job right you're not like doing a chore and stuff it's like you're you're inspired to do this you're helping people you're making a difference you know? i think that's what business is about and that's what your business really picks up absolutely because um it, it, it creates drive and whenever there's a hiccup or whenever there's a, a tough time and you don't have this drive or a purpose you are not going to push through that stuff. You're going to, you're going to quit, you know? So 
Right. Um, going back to your, your uh, time when you started this, uh, you know, when you were making your video, like, did you have an intention of like getting popular or making this really big uh, documentary to, you know, to, for it to go viral or it just happened by accident and you took advantage of the opportunity? So the thing is with the YouTube and the documentary stuff in high school, I had a dream, which was becoming a film director. I was on a high school where I was teaching all the camera stuff. Okay. So that's where the interest came from. So I made the whole document, the documentary itself though. I teach a friend of mine how to film. I, 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 I laid down all the, the frames that we, I, I was thinking about the story. I was thinking about how to film it. And I edited the whole documentary by myself, you know? And so for me, it was a natural thing to do. So it was nothing like an opportunity or something. It just was something that I love. And I expanded on it, extended on it, you know? And uh, yeah, I think the main, <laughs> I think the main lesson out there is do what you love, you know? Because it, 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 has some, it has always had my interest. And even though I'm not a film director, I still am a little bit because I'm making my own documentary. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, but right now this, this year I'm going to do the 2.0 version of the documentary. And now it is an opportunity, you know, because back then it was not a big thing. Now it is a big thing. Fitness yeah. and health is a hype. So I want to involve, I want to change more lives than ever this year. Okay? Awesome, man. Yeah. We can't wait for the documentary that's coming out. Sure. Um, I'm going to ask my question again. So uh, when you were initially making this documentary, were you, did you have the intention of like, you know, making it viral and getting a lot of views or you just did it for fun? I had the intention to make it viral and get a lot of views. Okay. And it's not just because of getting a lot of views is uh, enticing me or whatever. It is because it's making an impact on a lot of people. And right. The intention wasn't to grow a 1.2 million documentary at all. It was skyrocketing. I didn't do anything, no promotion, nothing. And it went viral because I was the first one to do so on YouTube. That's it. Okay. So that was it. So you're saying like this documentary, it's, it's like no one does, does something like this or no one has done something similar. No one has done a natural bodybuilding documentary. I was the first one. And actually, if do you know Generation Iron? No. No, it's a documentary uh, production company in the United States following all the, the, the IFBB Pro League guys like Jay Cutler and all that stuff, you know? Okay. They're now coming with Generation Iron 4, which is about natural bodybuilding. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but I was the first one and that's the reason why it exploded, actually. That's amazing, gaming. man. Because you know, there's a lot of people that work out, you know, in gyms, like outside, and can do all the, these d different, uh, you know, exercises. But it's just amazing, you know, how creative you were, and like, you know, you were came, came up with this idea how to, you know, get viral. Uh, yeah. So you know, like, you are creative, right? And where did where did you come up with that creativity? I think it's from my mother. Okay. I think it's from my mother, man, because she was always as as a young child. Yeah. She was taking me on the, on the dinner table and we were drawing like Dragon Ball Z stuff, Goku and Gohan, 
And I think that's the you point where... Like the, <laughs> <laughs> but that was the point that creativity, that was my first, you know, lesson in being creative, thinking about it, looking at something and have my own vision of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do you think, like, the, the documentary, like, do you think uh, it was mostly because, like, when people start watching it, they connected with it really well? Or was, like, the headline... Or was it like, um, what do you feel like really made an impact for people to watch the entire thing and just share it and, and like it and get more people well, involved? You know, I think it is the reason why it exploded is because of the name. It's called I Am Natural Bodybuilder. Okay. And I think it's also because of the photo. I, I placed the, the, the picture, you know, it, it's crazy. Um, but the likes ratio, there's a lot of hatred on that fate if, on the video. Oh, yeah. How, how many hatred? How much hatred did you get? Thousands. Oh, thousands. Yeah. I wow. didn't even read all the comments. But for you to know, it's like, I think it's like 6,000 people give a thumbs up. Okay. And like one and a half thousand people thumbs down. Wow. Yeah, well, what the hell? You know? <laughs> but, but really... It doesn't get to me. I don't care. Yeah. The only thing that cares is that documentary changed lives. Yeah. And the people who were messaging, messaging me, direct messaging me, how I changed it, that, 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 that was big, big for me, big. You know, and uh, yeah. But it, it, I think it was definitely the title that was doing it. Okay. That's amazing, man. Um... You know, it's not easy to deal, like when you get successful, it's not easy to deal with the hate and stuff, you know, but you said you don't read it, so it doesn't even affect you. No, but even though if I should, if I should have read it, you know, it still doesn't affect me because I know why I'm doing this. Yeah. I know, I know why I'm doing this. And by the way, because a lot of people think that this documentary was the first home run and the first documentary I made and, and, and just hit it all. Is not true because one year before that, 2014, I also made a documentary. It had only 75,000 likes. You can find that one also. And, you know, it's, it's, so it explains that whenever you don't give up, you know, eventually it will come to you. And for me, it was the second hit. The second hit was a home run. So, yeah, you have to, you have to push through, you know. That's amazing, man. Um, like I said, you know, a lot of people who made this first video might have said like, look, I'm not good at YouTube. I'm not good at video. I'm not going to do this again, you know, but you know, you, you did it again, you know, it's so a good for everything, you. You know, everything I do, honestly, this is the big thing. If I if, if we can scrap away all the video content or the, the audio that you guys are hearing now from this podcast, it comes down to this. Every single thing I did, no matter what, designing clothing, getting to know the manufacturers, getting inside social media marketing, getting inside bodybuilding fitness and inside the scientific community, I have no credentials at all. I figured it out all my, by myself. Google and YouTube were my best friend, you know, and eventually you, I started networking with people and then you are allowed in certain groups. And that's where the knowledge comes from. You don't have to have degrees. You don't have to have credentials and all that stuff. You can do it without all that crazy things. And you have, just have to do it. If you want to become better at YouTube, it starts with yourself 
educating yourself how to do it. That's it. That's the first step. It's so simple. But people making like a very big thing and they are looking for the tactics and the, and the secrets and forget about that. It starts with step number one, doing it. That's it. That's it. It's, play, it's putting on the record button. That's right here. Put record. Boom. That's it. That's all you got to do. Right, man. Right. That's it. Yeah, so thanks for that advice, man. Appreciate it. You know, like it's about taking action, right? Exactly. And you kept taking action again and again, right? Like you went to a new country, you didn't know where the manufacturers were, but you were creative, you know, you called up your your embassy, you found out and you wanted that result so badly that that you figured it out. It's always about taking action, you know? So Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. So, you know, you gave us a lot of tips. You gave us, you know, if someone wants to be, uh, you know, do coaching online or someone wants to just have any business, you know, what's the mindset they need to have. So, you know, you gave a lot of tips and I really appreciate you giving that to my audience, you know, coming no on. Problem. And so if appreciate people wanted to reach out to you and ask you for more advice or actually work with you, you know, if they want to work with their, uh, become like a, a bodybuilder or just lose weight or gain mu- muscle mass, like how can they sure. do that with you? Um, the best thing to do is, um, or email me, it's info at royalbodies.com, like royal, you know, royal, royal, I don't, I don't know, it's R-O-I, do you call it I, Y, I, Y, albodies.com, or you can contact me on Instagram or Facebook, both of them is Rico Fanhausen you know, and uh, you will find me. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how you can connect with me. I also have a website for the coaching stuff. It's royalbodies.com eventually, of course. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll include all the links uh, into the, the bottom of the show so that they can, you know, connect with you on Instagram and Facebook. And if they want to buy some clothing, obviously uh, you're going to hook them up with a discount, right? Maybe. <laughs> Be, right, by man. the way the, the the brand is called bimaldi and uh, but you will find it uh, if you go to my page you'll find the brand and uh, yeah you know it, it, to spell it right here you guys are gonna get confused so <laughs> yeah no worries so i'll include leave it up to you yeah no worries so i'll include the links at the bottom so that you know people can visit you um sure. and you know um obviously connect with you um so yeah um i i want to thank you you know for coming on i appreciate everything uh, it was nice to meet you because like, you know, you're a family man, you have a child, you have a kid, you know, you have all like these things, but you still make time for things that you, that are important to you. Like, uh, you know, working out is important to you. It's like a big part of your life. And a lot of people neglect, neglect that part. Right. And, you know, you've given it so much importance and, um, I feel like, you know, you do it and it really makes you happy. Right. And absolutely. So absolutely. yeah, it's the foundation is the foundation of myself. That's it. Right. Because Without that, myself would break down. It's not complete, 100% focus and stuff like that. So it's just simple, add it to my routine. And whenever I can do that, I'm just 100% myself. I can do whatever I want. I can, I can take up the whole world. Awesome, Rico. So, you know, it was actually, you know, um, when I first met you, I was like, this guy is super humble and super easy to talk to. And that's what like, oh, I need to stay connected with this guy, you know, so... Sure, man. No problem. I, I still I thank you guys for leaving me in the car to get to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Like, you know what happened is like, I, I talked about this on one of my episodes. I was like, you know, 
Um, it was dark, it was night, you know, and we're walking away. You've never met us. You know, we were at this event, you've never met us. And it was the first time like we're walking away and you just call us from far away. You know, you're like, Hey guys, are you going to the restaurant? You know? <laughs> and I was yeah. like, <laughs> I've never spoken to you. You've never spoken to me, but you had, in, you had a belief. You, you believe like any, anyone from this event is like a good person and you know, and you just, you were just like uh, trying it out. Right. You Absolutely. had no idea. You had no idea if we we're gonna reject you. If we we're gonna say no. You Absolutely. And it wasn't like it wasn't like you were you were like standing and just like calling for us for part. You were walking towards our way, you know. So you had already the intention that you were gonna be part of our group. And obviously, you know, like uh, you know, we're all entrepreneurs, and then we always want to connect. So obviously, when you called us, we're like, "Come on, bro! Like, yeah, get into our car. You know, we'll take you." <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and because of that, you know, that, that just made us have a good connection and, you know, and that's why we're still connected and that's why we're sure. going to have, you know, connection in the future. Absolutely. I want to thank you very much for having this opportunity on your podcast and uh, yeah, man, it was amazing. Great, man. So yeah, that, the, the, there you go, everyone. That was Rico, the natural bodybuilder. If you want to check out his video, it will be in the link. If you want to stay connected with him on Instagram, all the, all the links will be provided. Uh, in the show so once again Rico thanks for coming on and talk to you guys next episode and see you guys later cheers hey thank you for listening to that episode I hope you enjoyed that are you a business owner and are you looking to create a new business for yourself online well I have something for you guys so this is called the one funnel away challenge it's something I've taken and I highly recommend it so in this uh, challenge uh, it's 30 days and basically every day you get coached by two people two mentors who uh, have done it before meaning they have made over a million dollars through one sales funnel um, and they coach you how to do it. So every day they give you lessons, they give you action steps, and also the owner himself, uh, Russell Brunson, the person who's in charge of this company, he actually also teaches you as well. So, um, and it's just 30 days, right? And it's, it's such a great experience. You learn so much, you learn sales, you learn marketing, you learn how to get traffic, and a bonus that you're getting uh, if you do take this challenge is uh, there's 30 other people who've done this challenge and who've all made over a million dollars. So if you sign up for this challenge, what you're going to get is you're going to get a book where these people have outlined what they've done to be able to get that one million dollars uh, through their sales funnel. Not only do you get the map, uh, you also get the explanation that they've um that they uh, put for their sales funnel um, and on top of that they actually show you the funnel they use to get that uh, one million dollars um, so it's incredible the amount of knowledge um, that you get from this one uh, challenge I highly recommend it it's given me so much um, so much knowledge and so much confidence and it's only 30 days that's like the you know, the most amazing thing about it, it's only 30 days. You just have to do it for a couple of uh, hours per day. And within 30 days, you'll you'll be done You'll and you'll have a profitable business online. Uh, and like I said, it was a great experience. It was fun. Uh, I learned a lot. And, you know, it's something that's still active and it's, it's going to be helping you make profit, right? And make uh, revenue online so you can pay for your bills. So I highly recommend you guys checking it out. If you are interested, I'm going to be leaving a link at the bottom. Uh, it's going to be called 
let me just uh, clarify what it's going to be called okay so it's going to be called uh, if you type in orangeenergy.com slash OFA challenge so that's orangeenergy.com energy spelled with an I instead of a Y dot com slash OFA and then challenge so uh, if you guys want that I do have a lot of bonuses as well that I'm offering if you guys uh, do the challenge through the, this link you can check out the bonuses uh, that I'm offering they're completely free you get them so you get the challenge plus you get the bonuses that I'm offering if you guys want to have a look at that please go through that link I um, yeah so enjoy guys and I wish you the best and I hope much success for you and your journey